is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to the Black Heron episode 13. No intro from me this time, as we didn't pick a book because Rachel is going away. So that that's it. I hope you enjoy the episode, uh, and let's get on with the chat. Well, hello, Sasha Black. Hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> welcome home. Thanks. Yeah, today is day one back at the office. So. Oh. How did it go? Because we were talking at the end of your day. Today, oh my God. Today was just back-to-back podcasts and meetings. Like, I think I've had 40 minutes not on Zoom. That's horrible. I'm so sorry. I'm not even joking. No, it was a lot. It was, like, I did not plan it this way. Like, it was a lot. Like, I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) It's a good job. I'm not in burnout anymore. (laughs) That's right, because Thursdays are your day. No, wait. Is today your yes. Thursday? Yes, it must yes. be. Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. in burnout anymore. Let's talk about no. that. Yeah. So funny story. <laughs> Apparently, when you rest, you feel better. <laughs> Which is a universal truth that I hate. It's horrific. I'm so <laughs> upset. Like, I am so unbelievably upset by this reality that like I don't even know if I can bring myself to talk about it <laughs> I, no we have to talk about it we absolutely have to talk about it so what was your rest of choice because have you ever read the, the book rest by Alex um, Virginia Peng it is on my audible app I have already downloaded it um it's, yes it's very good and let me spoil it for you basically okay. rest is not just sitting around doing nothing rest is doing other things that please you Okay, so yes, my usual rest of choice is a really aggressive workout. (laughs) You're sick. You're a sick individual. (laughs) Actually, I do enjoy puking at the end of my workout, so there is that. Um, Sounds so beautiful. (laughs) Isn't it for number one competition? I bet it's a really shocking revelation for you. Um, I could have yeah. yeah, guessed. Um, I, I do think working out is usually my rest of choice and I get to go back to the gym for the first time tomorrow. I'm so freaking excited. I can't even begin. Um, but before I went on holiday, I was so utterly wrecked that the very first week of our trip, I didn't really speak to Chloe or Atlas. I just lay on the sun lounger and read. Uh, I yeah. was practically like catatonic it actually isn't funny and have actually learned my lesson sort of um in that um yeah I cannot allow myself to get back to that position it was very bad tell me how you I just realized the microphone was now in the right place tell me how you number one I mean I've heard you talk about this on your show a little bit but how you realized it and and how you made the decision to fix it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like somebody like you and me, we can push for so long and yeah. and really deny what's going on. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, cause I can, I can be in a lot of pain. Like come to one of the threads of competition is that we actually enjoy pain. So mm-hmm. it, I actually like the burn. That's why I push myself in the gym. Yeah. It's not because like, I'm morbidly like a masochist. I mean, I am a little bit, but, but also I just enjoy that level of of hard 
work and yeah. pain. Like it's yeah. just, that is, and people without pennies. high competition, like you and I, yours is higher than mine, much higher, but I'm still in the top 10. It, it, it People without that don't understand that that is actually part of it, that it gives us energy. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Exactly. And, but <laughs> the problem with that is that you can very rapidly get to the point of like, being in a catatonic zombie state (laughs) and it's very sudden it really comes out of the blue that thing and um yeah yeah, so so how did I realize um I realized because I kept getting injured Mm. I am a very generally speaking touch wood healthy person I don't typically pick up colds and coughs I don't typically get severe injuries um obviously we all pick up the odd thing here and there but generally speaking so far in my life I've been pretty healthy and um the last month I would say before we went away um I could barely make the gym because I was every time I went I got injured I feel sick the next day um I was unable to speak to Chloe in the evening like we would just sit in silence on the sofa because we were just both fucked um And yeah, I don't know. So like those were alarm bells and it was like, I know there's a problem when I don't get up and I'm not like, like nuclear levels of motivation. Like there's something wrong if, if the big, if I don't like ping my eyes open, I'm like, right, world domination. Um, And I was getting up and considering just sitting on the sofa. Like that is a massive alarm bell to me that there's something. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, there's a, when I, when I think of doing, when I wake up and I think of doing something and if my brain goes no or fuck, that's an alarm bell. Yeah. Yes. So those were kind of the major alarm bells for me. Um, and the way that I fixed it is I was a very good girl and I went and basically competitively rested because I was like, (laughs) I read 13 books, 13 and a half books on holiday. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I thought I was good with eight while I was sick last month, but no, that's amazing. I read 23 last month, 23 books. (laughs) Like when I tell you I was completely in utter, like tell me you're in burnout without telling me and you're you're in burnout, you know? Like I read 23 books last month. Like that is it was a coping mechanism, but like yeah. it hey, it worked because I've come back and now I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How will you move any of that going forward into into your life or will you? Or are you just gonna go back and and are you more cycling hardcore rest, hardcore rest? So, I mean, no, there's no such thing as balance. I don't believe in it. I really don't. I we can't agree. Do I, I agree. I don't believe there is. I mean, two things. The first thing is that I will. So we do a lot of trips, which are not the same as holidays. Not at and all. That was a lesson learned that yep. we left it way too long before having a holiday. So um, and the thing is, is that I really love trips. I get a lot of pennies from them, but they are actually not like rejuvenating in the way that clearly I need that type of rest. So that the lesson there is that like at the most once every 18 months, but really we need to do that once a year. Um, So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is I will very effectively and efficiently find the line of which I can push myself to the absolute extreme before I then have to rest really hard. 
<laughs> but understanding that is huge. Understanding yeah. because, because you said, you know, you said, you know, that it was happening because you were injuring yourself, but um, I'm, I'm behind in your podcast as usual, but, um, but also I feel like you, you start to notice when you're injuring your work. Yes. As well. and, your, and my brain, yeah. like when I start to, to struggle to find words in conversations or like when I just have no conversation of an evening, like there's a, there's a problem. Like there's, there's an mm. issue there. Um, and like, I didn't feel present anymore. I just felt like I was just, I don't know, not present. I was not present in my body or brain. And that that's a problem because like, I like being present and grounded in my, yeah. in my body. Um, the holiday was fantastic also because I got not one, but two gastric bugs and lost half a stone. So like, I'm going to take the positive win. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Oh, that must be the worst when you're on vacation. Doesn't matter though. Cause I came back like full of beans anyway. So obviously like it didn't, didn't, wasn't Empty required. Beans, but full of yeah. beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah poor thing. did anybody else get it yeah atlas atlas got it once there was an incident that i might tell you about <laughs> <laughs> not for not for even this impolite company <laughs> even for this podcast <laughs> and then um and then chloe chloe and i both got sick at the end i didn't eat for three days so um yeah but it doesn't matter because i'm just so fucking full of beans and positivity now I'm back like I'm so much just chomping chomping for life now and I was not in that position before I went so yeah I'm so glad I'm so glad I am I'm freshly back from a little will you retreat myself so um do you ever do that do you I mean you have a kid so it's really hard to do but do you ever go away for two or three nights to rest not by myself but I have done it twice with friends. I went to one of my friends, um, like mobile static home type things. And then um, I went to Dubrovnik on a writing retreat with a couple of friends, which was amazing. That was a little while ago now, but yeah. I wonder if that would be good for you though, sometimes when you are getting towards that edge, when you can feel yourself getting towards that edge, if you can't get two weeks away, you could get three days away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's I, it is yeah. tricky with the childcare. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's that's absolutely like I don't. That's I, that's the part of my life that is easy and I don't understand. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I actually just take him with us. Like I wanted to go to France, uh, Par- you know. Well, I wanted to take Chloe to Paris, so I just took him with us. We all went on the Eurostar. He, I dragged him around, made him do like twenty five thousand steps a day. He sees all the stuff, sees the world, you know. And then he becomes cultured. Like that's just he's he. <laughs> that child is so fucking privileged. He has been to more countries than he is old. Like oh. that. Yeah, like he that kid has been everywhere. <laughs> he just awesome. gets dragged. I just yeah because like when I had the child, I was like, I am not going to tailor my life to him he will fit into my life and therefore Mm -hmm. he will come to all of the countries that I want to go to so yeah he just he's like seasoned pro in it now oh that's that's the way my parents were too we just they dragged us around that's yeah but like how much more cultured are you and like you know quite quite exactly exactly yeah yeah so you had a trip I had a little, I had a little trip to the seaside, a little, um, inexpensive, lovely holiday where I was actually going to work for once. You know how usually I go away and just read and journal. And this time I had to work and, uh, I forgot my power cord. So, um, and I was in a one horse town, like there was not a computer 
store. There was there was a gift yeah. shop that closed that weekend forever. Like they had a barbecue out front as she was, you know, closing. There was one cafe. Um, so there wasn't, there were no cords. There wouldn't have been, there would not have been an Apple power cord within a four hour drive, five, five, maybe five hour drive. So uh, it was great. So I couldn't work. Um, I was like, all right, well, I guess I will. I will send an email to my editor and get an extension. And she was lovely and beautiful about that. And I hate doing that, but um, I, but I'll just mention business-wise that when you do ask for an extension from a person you are privately hiring, I, I always do the same thing, which is like, um, is there wiggle room in your calendar? And if there isn't, don't worry about it. Tell me and I'll get it done. Cause I would get it done. And then I would go home and work 18 hours a day, but she has lots of wiggle room. So thank God. Um, so I got my, my little extension on that. That's the, um, uh, New Zealand memoir, which I'm gung ho rolling forward, turning into a book. Um, unfortunately I have found out that it, it, wasn't a book. And I always, I always find that out. I always find that my first draft when I'm talking about memoir and collections of essays, like I've been writing these essays. I wrote these essays about moving to New Zealand, like the before, the during, and the finding of home. And then when I go to look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, these are just essays. There's no through line. There's no character arc. There's no story structure. So I have to add all that. So I'm doing, there's, there's quite a bit of writing, which is unfortunate <laughs> um, for <laughs> drafting that's yeah. happening. <laughs> so it's fucking shocking, really. I know. So many shocks today. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, but it's also really fun and I'm, and I'm going great guns on it and I will make my new deadline. And then after that, it's on my friend. We are kickstarting. We are um, doing all the things I have to do. I do have to do a delicate balance because this book was also a Patreon book. So the Patreons have to get the book and not feel obliged to partake in the Kickstarter in order to get something. So I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to tier, tier the Kickstarter to make sure that happens. Or maybe I'll just, I don't, I don't know. I'll figure that out. Um, because that's one of the, their perks is when a book is completed, they get the book. Uh, but then I'll kickstart it and then, I'll, and then I'll put it on my own Shopify page. And I think that might be where I start my Shopify experience, although I want to get all my books up over there. I've had the URL reserved for the Shopify store for a year because I just had to renew it. I mean, I started setting it up a year ago and never did anything with it. It's, so. uh, it's it is painful that i understand that <laughs> like intimately have you set yours up yet <laughs> it's not live or it's not just not being talked about i have not set it up just <laughs> like <laughs> even though we know it is the smartest best Think, oh, you know what? It was it's your damn fault. Uh, you were talking to Morgana, right? Yeah. Um, you were and and she blew my mind when and I had not thought of it. I read the book. I read her freaking book on, you know, don't know what what's the book called? It's, Stop it's making brilliant. others rich. Stop I making others rich. Yeah. yeah. And I read it. It was great, but I missed this whole point that when we sell our books via social media or newsletter, those are warm or cold audiences. And when we sell our books, like on Facebook ads, trying to get them to the Amazon store, we're paying for clicks that may not, won't convert like what, um, you know, 10%, 20% on a good day will convert. Um, but when you are selling Amazon sales, I mean, sorry, a Facebook ad sales to your site, those are cold 
cold people. You are getting cold people into your ecosystem over to the store. And even if they don't click all the way through, then you might have more information about them, et cetera. And that blew my mind that that is an opportunity for a brand new audience. So like what, I, and I, I would ask myself, what am I waiting for? But I just, I just haven't had time. Do you have any store live? Oh, no, no. Okay, so this is my, this You've is my resistance. You've been selling from your side, right? I have right? a store, yeah. yeah. And, and for a while I did paperbacks as well. And then I stopped doing paperbacks because I think I had to renew the postage. And to be honest, I'd only done it really so I could do a, a print signing um, for a nonfiction. Um, and uh, so, yeah, now it's just digital. So uh, I'm, I'm just being lazy, but also because I haven't had any brain space or capacity and haven't had any free time, it's just not been a priority. But um, as I'm now shifting and trying to be more commercial, like that will be something that 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 I need to decide about, especially because I keep getting readers asking for signed copies of Ruby stuff. But like... <sighs> I don't even know how to do that because that's not going to work on Shopify. Like Shopify will link with Book Vault and it will be like copies, but it won't be signed copies. And so, yeah, I don't know. I but have you to can think about... do the book, you know, the book plate stickers and, and mail them. So that's what I'm thinking I'm going to do is maybe I will do. But then, yeah, then then you're then it's such a low value item. And then if you, you know, at the moment I'm WooCommerce and then I'd have to pay for the Royal Mail plugin. So I just, I don't know, I need to come at it with like, okay, what's my premium item? What's my middle tier item? And what's my low value item so that I have some kind of strategy and like it makes good financial sense to do it and spend the time to set it up more so than just the digital store that I've already got because it it's functional it's not great it's not pretty but it works and then I get some sales through it you know mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's that is like uh one of my friends is like you need a CEO park like so you work on the business and so like I'm trying to put those things like on this whiteboard where I'm like yes this is a thing I need to work on the business but like I have to prioritize them in some kind of order I have Sorry. a I have a new grand scheme and it could end very, very badly. We're talking like it could end in divorce. <laughs> However, like Wow, that Lala, is an opening gambit. <laughs> Lala has now been unemployed for more than a, a year. And I'm losing my shit. Um, and I didn't lose my shit for a year. And I was fucking, I was just a, a, a great supportive wife because we've gone through this before. Tech industry is like this. She's been unemployed for more than a year in the past. Um, but now that we have the house and now that like the more, the, all of the things, um, she has to get a job and she's been trying. Like she sends out everything. It doesn't hear anything back. More people in her sector just got laid off. So you know, hundreds of thousands in the States, I think it was like a hundred thousand got laid off in the last couple of weeks in her sector. So I know, I understand that it's hard, uh, but here we go. I told her when we come back from our trip, cause we go to the States next week, we go till the end of August. Um, when we come back, she's going to be working in my business. Oh, and- shit. I like how you didn't even see that coming. <laughs> wow. So there's, I, I could see a couple of things happening here. Um, it goes <laughs> yep. brilliantly. Yep, or yep, yep. like she comes back to me in week two and says, I got a job at the zoo shoveling manure. So you'll be very happy. I'll be out of the house. Like it's going to, it's going to work one way or the other, or 
<laughs> or she'll fire me as her wife because I fired her <laughs> as my partner. But I was I was talking to some friends the other day about this, and um, my friend Moira was like, "You you just have to give her something, like, and then step out. Don't don't be in mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. because I cannot. I mean, I micromanage her in every single way possible, and it's our one source of conflict that I'm always trying to control things and make things this way. And she's like, "Don't control me." So if I give her Shopify. And just say, look, I want the box sets. I want to do, you know, what Morgana was talking about. I'll just, I just handle it. I don't want to learn it. Do it all. You learn it from the ground up. Why don't you hire her out to other authors to set it up? I'd pay she for that does, shit. So that's, that's exactly where <laughs> uh, my friends and my entrepreneurial brain went. Uh, but she does not want to have her own business. She doesn't want to work for other people that way, like um, on, on that kind of scheme. However, even temporarily, she might though. find that she loves it. Yeah, that's true. Right? Just temporarily to just get some money in, like yeah. or or just be, you know, working whilst she continues to to apply for tech industry stuff. Yeah. And it is in her wheelhouse because what she does is front of web page. She's a front end web developer. She makes pages that work, that click, that look good. So this is what she would actually be doing. So um, so yes, when right? I think it's yeah. I think it's obvious. And maybe she'll just be so good at it that I'll say, you know, my you know, my friend X wants to watch this. Yeah. Good? Oh, all right, just let me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly I've choked her into having a business. It's gonna be so healthy. <laughs> so healthy, so transparent. Like <laughs> thank God she doesn't listen to my oh, podcast. <laughs> Yeah, safe space, safe space, safe space. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be thinking of things for her to do that will increase my income, you know, because that's how we support. What's that? Ad yeah, running? exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show her some ad stuff. I've got the you know Mark Dawson course, and she could run through run through that. And um, I'm not sure I'm not sure how ads are working nowadays because I've been so. So far, I always have a low level spend running on um, Fast Draft Your Memoir and Life and Stitches. But other than that, I don't ever have anything. I haven't had anything going in a while. How about oh, you? Wow. Yeah, no, I spend like about 500 a month. So not yeah. stacks, but like a reasonable. Yeah, reasonable I spend like amount, 150, make... so very low. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, anything under four figures, I think, is just. is you know, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it works and it's, you know, I basically chuck them up and then I just make sure that they're making profit. And as long as they're making, I mean, the dashboard never tells me they're making profit, but the income, the sales dashboard does, you know, and I track it daily. I'm like, what did I spend? What did I make? And if it hit, yeah. you know, I have certain thresholds and if it doesn't reach those thresholds, I go and like fiddle. And and is that yeah. on Facebook or Amazon ads? No, Amazon. Cause it's all the mm-hmm. Ruby stuff. Like, I don't uh, know. Yeah. 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 I Cause Facebook, they'll all be homophobic hate. That's true. Oh my gosh, yeah. life and Sti- life and stitches. Those ads have been running for so long, and I never look at the comments on them. But whenever I do, it's just it's a you know it's a knitting memoir. It's full of grandmas saying, "I loved this sweet little book." It's the is the opposite <laughs> of homophobic. But I did you know life and stitches was one of those was the book. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but um, stop me if I've said it on the air because I don't want to repeat myself that way. But life and stitches came out. It was a traditionally published book, so you know I was getting emails 
randomly every once in a while. And I got this email from somebody who said, I wish I could burn your book. I don't burn books, but it's on my coffee table. And in the morning, I'm going to take it to the library rummage sale. And, uh, and she goes, you, cause you tricked me. You talk about, you know, dating men in the beginning. And then suddenly you're marrying your wife and you're talking about knitting for that. And, you know, I didn't sign up for this homosexual agenda and I ignored it. And then, um, the next day she emailed me back and said, your stupid book was just sitting on the coffee table and ready to leave my house. And then I just really, I felt like I had to finish it. And she said, and you changed my mind about gay people. I've never known one before. And you're a lovely person. And if you're a lovely person, then other gay people are lovely people. And I just never knew that. And I, you know, in my head, I'm thinking like, ma'am, you know, gay people. Yeah. One yeah, to right. two out of 10, every 10 people, you know, is going to be gay. They're not telling you because you're a dick, but, um, yes. but it's, but it was a lovely, it was the email that you want to get. And I'm saying it badly because the second email, she really worded beautifully and said, thank you for opening my eyes. Thank you for, you know, allowing me this. And I, she had, she'd written a bad review on Amazon and she took it down. And um, it was so, it was like, I changed, it, I changed a heart, you know? So that, that's why we write. Yeah. Like that exactly. is, yeah, that, and that's like a real sliding doors moment as well, because she could have put that down and not picked it back up. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's one of those moments that like literally changes the course of somebody's reality. And exactly. Like how powerful that you did that. I will never forget. I will never forget that. So that's the book on Facebook that most of the grandmas say lovely book. And I don't actually know if the com there's comments on there who say this is a homosexual trick agenda. In which case <laughs> I would say I wasn't thinking about that. I was just writing about my life as seen through the sweaters and I was dating men for a while. And then I was dating women. It's not your business when I decided to add a gender. <laughs> yeah. yeah, add a gender. It was really a switch. Once I once I went one way, I never went back. Could yeah, go back, yeah. but I know. Yeah, choose choose not to. <laughs> if you are if you are bisexual slash pansexual, it's just easier <laughs> it's easier to avoid the one. You know what I'm saying? Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> oh, I wonder how many people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Not our audience. Our audience oh, is with us. God. They are do they are they are with us through yeah. this whole this whole thing. So um let's see, what so about no, what other business stuff? How's oh you were gonna say oh, something? Oh yeah. No, well, so I was gonna say so no work for you in August. Mostly no work. I I really I have so I use Pacemaker, um, which I know you have your spreadsheet, but I I use Pacemaker, and I have looked ahead to my, the end of my deadline. And if I were to try to work a little bit every day, and I'm talking a little bit, like half an hour, forty five minutes, it would really move me forward. And also, I'm one. I'm thinking about playing with it because when we travel, as in a you know trip to see family and stuff, it is not a vacation. It's Rachel's idea of hell. And it broke me last year. It absolutely broke me. I, you know, I, I, I'm still not recovered from that trip and how many people we saw and everything that we did. And I'm thinking like, if I make myself go to a cafe and put in my earbuds and concentrate on work for an hour a day, I don't know if the number keeps going up. Will it <laughs> regulate my nervous system? Honestly, I'm thinking about giving that a shot. Um, but also I can, I can rejigger and not work. Cause I'm also historically quite bad at working while we're traveling. I'm not a person who can like, oh, I'm at the airport for six hours. I'm going to get so much done. I don't. I get a lot of like looking at people and eating candy and buying books at the bookstore. And that's that's what I enjoy doing. 
Yeah. And that is why I travel so much because I'm completely incapable of resting in my own house. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it, I find it very difficult to sit down even of an evening and not do because my, because there is no detachment. You, I work at home. Um, and that's why I love traveling. Yeah. And, and I, you know, <clears throat> even my mom was like, are you going to work whilst you're away? And I was like, and like in my head, I was like, yeah, 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 of course. And then of course I did not, I did no fu- like such thing. Um, I had one email that I had to respond to because it had a deadline, but that was it. That was lit. And I was so fucking resentful because I was full on holiday mode. I was like, I don't want to fucking reply to this email. Like, and I, you know, I should have been very grateful because of what the email was, but it's not the point. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So like, I, I have also learned that I'm capable of resting, just not in my own house. <laughs> <laughs> Not in your own house and you're capable of it when you give it to yourself as a challenge. Like this is, this is yeah. my job. This is, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Did anybody's ever rested in the whole history of humanity? I'm going to do it. Yeah. I really did try and rest as hard as humanly possible. And lo and behold, it really worked. So <laughs> now I'm just like, well, I can just really efficiently rest by just like <laughs> maxing out the rest in a short think, period of time. I think this is, I think there's a flaw in there. I don't know where it is, but I feel, <laughs> I feel that might be a flawed premise. <laughs> Can you please no ask your coach about, about that? <laughs> I just think I'm doing it to the max of my strengths. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love One day it. I will love learn it. my lesson, but that day is not today. <laughs> yeah, so work in terms of August will be hopefully getting getting through more of the memoir revision, but not, not anything too big. And I've opened the classes for September to start the 90-day courses. So um, that's... That's always fun and exciting to see who's coming in and who I'm going to be working with. And um, I feel like I had some other like major work revelation while I was gone because I tend to do that. What was it? What was it? I I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah. So what about you? Well, um, it Catch was up on where you are in terms yeah. of like, everything. Okay. So, well, the first thing is, uh whilst I was away there was an email sent out to their newsletter so I guess it and they had my name in it so I guess I'm allowed to say it but um the girl game series got sold to Podium oh congratulations thank you I am so fucking excited that is so exciting yeah I, I, I am excited. I did not expect it to happen. So I was like dead chuffed when that, when that did happen. So it's kind of with, podium, with podium, how do you get to help choose the narrator? So, um, yeah, there was like a big document and I have to finish a second document tomorrow. Um, but I actually have no preferences, um, because, uh, I listen to audio where everybody sounds like a chipmunk. Um, and so I just, I don't, and, and, the vast majority of people that I listen to are American um, and the the books are written in British English. So it doesn't make sense to me to have American narrators mm-hmm. and therefore I know even fewer British ones. Right. So it's it's up to them. I, like I have. And that's their job. I, that's their expertise. Exactly. I've given yeah. them like what the characters sound like in my head and then therefore they'll have to find something. That is so exciting. So, yeah. Do we have a, I do we have a rough excited. date of when that might be expected? Does it take a year for them or six months or what does it, what does it take? 
I'm not sure, but I'm definitely over the deadline but they gave me like five days to respond whilst I was on holiday so I was like (laughs) they will live yeah (laughs) so I think they want to move quite quickly um but I'm not too sure yeah I think the first one at least will be will be done fairly quickly but I'm not sure because they were like no we like can you send us this because we want to do this so well I don't know we'll see and did they buy all three they did (laughs) and like so they didn't, I just offered this because I thought it would be cool, but um, they are going to do both the bonus novella and epilogue. So they're all going, they're wrapping it all in. So <sighs> there'll be everything, which is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, is this so your I'm, first audio? Yeah, uh, In fiction, yes. In fiction, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm mega excited. And I'm also excited because um, Chloe has more or less decided that she wants to read like 90% in audio now like just because of her dyslexia and stuff mm-hmm. and so um she read book one but she wants to read with her ears book two and three which is great because I didn't know if I could give her that so yeah, yeah I'm really pleased like for that as well so. oh that's gorgeous congratulations yeah. and then in terms of where I'm at um I would say like two major things for August only the first one is so I stumbled to a halt in book three at 43,000 words because I just, I burned way too low. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I used the wrong trope. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and that was the whole issue with like GPT and stuff. I don't know if you remember me talking about that with the outline and I hadn't done the brain work to do the outline. Uh, so um, I am starting again on Monday and um I need to I need to write that whole book this month, like really like shorter than that, if possible. But you but I already have I already have 43,000 words. So I am starting again, but I should be able to salvage a good portion of that so that it shouldn't be an issue to get that done this month. Um, And then, of course, I'm going to I'm going to start maximizing the content that I've already got and just like expanding some of the presentations and then like recording like masterclasses and stuff to uh yeah start creating a commercial business with all yes. the assets I already have Yay. so yeah that's like my two things for August uh, no, no biggie no biggie I'm gonna write an entire book and <laughs> and really maximize my business <laughs> what, I, what, could, what could possibly go wrong <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what could go wrong. I may end up out of the country again. Like, don't, I, I literally, like, it's, I'm the worst human because I don't even know if I can say that. I don't think I can even say this on air. Actually, I can't say this on air. Never mind. I may end up out of the country and I'm not wild about that, uh, but no. I may lose some time. So if I lose some time, I'm going to have to pivot again and, and figure out. And then, of course, I've got to write a keynote for Vegas. So that's oh, in the back of my brain as well. I'm freaking. I'm actually freaking out about that. I actually don't know what to do about that. Um, may I make a suggestion yes. about that one? Do go back to the 500 words a day, the 15 minutes in the morning, uh, first thing before you do anything, and scratch. Just start scratching out, scratching out bullshit for the keynote, and it will aggregate like overnight. And suddenly you'll have too much stuff, and then it'll just be a, a revision job. I just I don't know what to talk about (laughs) oh let's is this a good time to pivot and did you read smart brevity yes let's pivot into that because so smart brevity can't remember who it's by but there's only one book called that they can look it up um 
its whole premise is like, decide for it. it's so funny decide first what you want to say and then say that i feel like that whole book could be useful for the presentation but it's definitely not the way i work i i work i write a bunch of crap in order to find out what i want to say and to find out what i believe and know well this is the, this is the this is the problem like i often do that and i think the thing that i'm struggling with is that a keynote is not a class Keynote is um, inspirational. Yeah. And it is that's that's biographical. The, autobiographical. Oh. Okay, tell tell me, tell me what because I find nothing more exciting than sitting in a large writers conference over dinner or drinks or whatever it is, and then the the person goes up to give the keynote. Like I love that 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 it makes my input so happy to listen to people and tell me what you love about that what do you get from those people who are up there what do you look forward to well I listen to a keynote Mm -hmm. what lights you up is it about hearing about how they won the game number one competition or is it their humor is it their self-deprecation is it their grandiosity is it their what um their language choice what do you what do you what what would be the best keynote speaker that you could hear what would they do yeah that's that's a really good question I have no idea what like I don't know how many keynote speakers I have necessarily listened to like I must have because I've gone to shit loads of conferences so mm. I think that I have not registered that that's what I'm listening to I mean the speeches that I love the most are like the underdog stories I yes. think yes um and the stories of like going from that pit of I uh, like the worst place you can be in to like the success of the story but Oh God. That is what this particular audience wants. This audience is, it's a lot of writers who are writing and publishing, but it's also, honestly, these conferences normally are the majority people who haven't quite gotten there yet. They haven't quite finished their book. They haven't quite revised. They haven't published yet, but they're going to. And that is what they want to hear from you. They want to hear every struggle, every failure. They want details about every failure you've ever had. And then you end up with quitting your job, Ruby, what you're doing now. Like that, that's where you land. And it is, that's, that's what we want. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just, uh, um, it's really hard because I am very confident teaching. Mm-hmm. I can teach. I am a good teacher. Yep. I have never given a speech in this way where it's more I don't know (laughs) like it's less I don't know there's no teaching there should be no teaching this is inspirational and it's autobiographical and here's another thing that could help how do you know once you know how many minutes you have 45 45 then you this is this would be my advice you figure out how fast you talk which is way faster than most people so you know that and then you do the math (laughs) And you know how many words you can write. So maybe it's 23,000 words or whatever it is, or 11,000 words or something horrible like that. And then de- decrease that by 10%, um, chop off 10% of those words because for you and me, people, we, we extemporaneously 
expand yeah and it's yeah. fun and you get a yeah. laugh so you go a little bit harder in it so you then you won't go over yeah. um okay but then you can start filling filling out because 45 okay. is a long 45 is a long time and you could say a lot in there yeah um but yeah. using I think the reality it, yeah. of it is starting to hit me now and I'm like <laughs> oh fuck like I actually need to need to really do something <laughs> about this now because this is a reality that is incredibly it's approaching real quick it's a, when is it october november november oh you've got tons of time you could start doing this mm. on november 1st and pull it off <laughs> no, 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 no. I like yeah it's oh god yeah anyway so that's like that's there's an alarm bell in the back of my head yeah. it's just like wow wow <laughs> like where's real... your strategic Again, I, think I ask this every time. Yeah, so you're don't worry about it. You're strategic. It's got the alarm bells going, and then it will. The klaxons will just like explode when it is the last minute, and you have to really yeah. go because it yeah. knows it knows how many minutes you have exactly to uh, figure the speech. Such out. a little shit, isn't it? It's such a little shit. <laughs> it's Why so does it good work though. Like that? It's, it's so odd. good. It's All right, tell me what else you thought about oh. um, smart brevity. Um, I. <sighs> I, I, I highlighted some stuff. I, I, it was a little bit um, corporate for me. Like I, yeah. it was, I, I almost felt like they had such good advice. I wish they kind of talked about it more as writing in general, rather than um, like newsletters for big corporate organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved the principles. I like highlighted the four, like why the it's four, important. Yeah um and the uh like the bottom line like I want to start using that like I loved that the bottom line thing um but like putting it up top and stuff like that I thought that was really cool um and so just some of the some of the stylistic things I think I'd edged towards in my newsletter um anyway over the last year but I hadn't given it that formal structure and I don't think that I'm gonna um do everything that they say but some of the stuff that I really liked were uh were the things where at the top of their newsletter they'd be like this is going to take you four and a half minutes to read and I was like oh fuck I love that like I really I might put that in my newsletter like mm-hmm. or each section maybe like this is a one minute read this is a I don't know so yeah those things I really liked and I was like oh yeah like my strategic likes that um so yeah it was just some things about creating making the point that you're trying to make really salient the thing that I didn't like so much is that it almost felt like they were cutting all of the personality out yes and that isn't how I write I write with asides and stories and swear Mm -hmm. words and if I were to implement their system fully I would lose all of my voice um so yeah, I, I liked it. I loved the ethos and I loved some of the for like the structure suggestions that they were giving, but I didn't like the voice impl- implications, I don't think. That's exactly the way I felt. I think for writers who are selling their writing, our our subscribers and our readers sign up because they like our voice, because they want to be mm-hmm. immersed in our voice and they don't want our corporate speak, you know, here's how to buy my book. So here's the, here's, here's the next thing. But I, but I'm interested because I, I had started it years ago, but then I finished it last night. And yesterday I had written an email 
And I, it was just, it's just in my drafts and it'll go out today, but I'm going to go back in and implement some of these things and see how I think it feels and reads. So I'm going to do the, you know, the, the strong headline, which I'm really bad at. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucid wobbly with my, with my titles, but I do really like that first line. And then the, why it matters. I might not use the word why it matters. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I'll do experiment with using why it matters and then doing more bullet points. But the thing is like, I do like to tell that little story, that little interstitial twist and leap into the pool and take the readers with me. And those are the ones, those are the emails that people respond to. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, I, you know, I, I empathize, I resonate, I, I, I laughed. Um, and there are, and this is what I think, there are emails that are long and storyful um, that I love getting and that I save to read. I just, um, right before we started recording, I saw that Charlie Jane Anders had sent an email. I don't read her books, but I do read her book on writing, which is one of the best books ever written, I think, on writing. It's called Never Say You Won't Survive um, by Charlie mm-hmm. Jane Anders. It came out last year. It is brilliant. But when she sends out an email newsletter, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to roll myself up in that later. When I have a minute, I'm just going to read every word. And I think that was what I didn't like about the book is, I mean, I really liked the book and it's very useful for me to read. Um, and it also took like, I think it was like a, it said at the bottom on my Kindle said, it's like a 54 minute read or something like that. It's a very short book. But um, what it said is that your readers won't read your work. Your readers won't read your emails. Your readers won't read, you know, they're going to spend 26 seconds and that's all you have. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. There are a lot of, you know, I don't know. 60% of my email newsletter, maybe people skim. I have a really good open rate. I think I have like 62% open rate or something like that. It's very, 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 very high. And a lot of them will skim it and delete it or not open it at all. But there are a lot of people who open my emails and read every word and they save them. Like I saved Charlie Jane Anders for when they have a minute and they're not at work and they're going to read it on the bus and read every word. So we have to remember as writers that readers come to us for our voice so yes, that's and the I, difference. With a 62% open rate, your newsletter is not broken. Exactly. I mean, that, I mean, what is normal? Like 20 or 23% or yeah, something it's, like that? It's it's and low. that would be good. That would be fine. Mine is huge and I don't want I don't want to break that. I don't want to go all bullet points all the time. And I will say that it really graded on me that two things. It graded on me that they would they were demonstrating that through the whole book. There would be a bullet of a short paragraph and then there'd be a short paragraph non-bulleted and then there'd be a bullet short paragraph. Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought that is, it feels like cheating to me. And number two, it's working because I'm skimming it quickly and getting all the information. Like you're keeping me on the page by doing this. God <laughs> damn it. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. And also knowing how long the section was, like they would tell you in advance how long the chapter was. And I was like, for fuck's sake, well, I can just read for another four minutes or another, you know, two minutes or whatever. Did they do that with every chapter? Every single fucking chapter. Do you yeah. know that I did not notice that? I I, re- I read them talking about doing that in their newsletters, but I didn't notice that the chapters had that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I noticed that because I, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I noticed that. Wow. Um, I had a thought, instead of why it matters, what about based on your theme for this year, how it's connected? Yeah. And that's exactly it because- Another thing I liked about the book is it reminded me again that it's always about the opener and not about me. It is what, mm-hmm. you know, and me telling a story, I'm good at telling stories, but it is because of them. Like what, how am I helping? How am I connecting? How am I, how, are, how do they want to be there? I really like that. I really like that. How do you think it will influence your newsletter writing, if at all? 
Um, it's tricky because I use bullets and I write in short paragraph and I've started using like intentionally hitting enter to to play with the white space so I've been doing that anyway um I definitely think that where there are sections where I may have waffled I will try and keep them under 200 words because that was like the I I sort of came out thinking oh yeah okay there are often things that really I could be better at keeping succinct um, and I love the this is how many minutes it's going to take you to read. So I do feel like I may do that. Um, that. Yeah, I do notice that on um, on websites. A lot of websites will have yeah. that. And it's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it I says really like 17 that. minutes, I know it'll take me six. But, um, but yeah. do I have six? I don't really. But yeah. if, it's, if it says it'll take four, it'll take me 30 seconds. And yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. So I really liked that. Um, and I might. I might implement that. Um, and also I need to go back and look at the highlights because I mean, I'll be honest, I read so many books whilst I was away and so many books last month that like I just cookie monstered everything <laughs> and I need to kind of like go back and actually think about what I took from them and stuff like that. The other one I read, which I would be very surprised if you haven't read was um, You Are a Badass with Money. I love that book. I need to reread it. What did you think about that? Oh my God, I had so many thoughts. I read that almost directly after reading Existential Kink. Oh yeah, uh-huh. And um, I was like, oh, what if my money blocker is that I have been keeping myself like below where I want to earn because if I hit the goal of what I want to earn I'll lose all my drive and motivation and so like because I like pain and I like striving maybe subconsciously I was like restricting the amount that I could earn because then I always have to keep driving and I was like like that felt like an epiphany and um here's the crazy thing so like um last month I had my best sales month ever um and it, it wasn't even a launch month which is the crazy fucking thing yeah and, and I is this mostly ruby on... or is it other stuff too? yeah it's ruby is doing well oh, good. yeah and um like she's not she's not she's not gonna be earning me suddenly you know like six figures or anything but she's she is a foundation yeah 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 of the future. And um, yeah, so that happened. And then I, then like I won a thousand pounds on my premium bonds. And like, I was just like, oh my God, like, and all these things kept happening. And I was like, like, because I had kind of embraced the fact that I think I was doing that. And I had sort of set all these limiters. And then the minute that I realized that I was doing that, I was like, oh, I don't need to do that. Like, actually, I can just set a higher goal. And so I. <laughs> exactly. And then right? you can have that. You can have the pain and the drive yeah. for hitting the higher goal. It is hilarious yeah. that you're saying this because I've done the exact same thing. And in my journal, like the open page over here is my new goal, my new monthly goal, which is roughly 25% more than it has been. Cause I don't, I don't want to like double it or something like that, yeah. but, um, yeah. but just to, just to see just to, because I have had the exact same revelation that the, um, and, and listeners, you know, uh, Sasha and I have talked about this, that we always make exactly what we need. 
and not more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I am so done with that. That is like (laughs) bullshit old me. Like, no, I, I, and here's the other thing, right. I was like, um, so the other blocker that I was like, is that obviously like there's some family stuff. And I was like, am I keeping myself in air quotes, poor, I'm not poor, but you know what I mean? Am I keeping myself poor? Because that is the antithesis to who they are and what they are. And therefore has my brain decided that the only way I can be better than them is by being the opposite of them. And then I was (sighs) like, wouldn't it be better to beat them at their own fucking game? So I was like, I'm going to step onto that field and, and like earn big money and still be better, like, because that feels like then I win at the same game. So like, that was another bit of a like money blocker revelation to me as well. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So I feel like I've, like, I didn't have as many work revelations as I expected whilst I was away. Cause yeah. actually I just, li- I mean, seriously, you, I turned my brain off. You unhooked your but, brain. You just yeah. hung it on the fence. It can, it can rest there. Yeah. Yeah. But those revelations felt big to me. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really ready and I'm hungry now. And, and then all these things, yeah, just keep happening. And, oh, I've, I've set like a, a daily, um, a daily amount that I have to hit. And if I don't hit that, I will take action. Like, so that is now my, and even if that action is like post two more TikToks or a set up a new ad or apply for a book bub, like I have to take some kind of action if I don't hit that money amount every single day. So that feels really positive to me. That is the perfect response because what you're doing is you are doing something that is within your control. You can't always do something to to like, you know, make more money, but you can always take action that might make more money um, right. instead of instead of sitting around hoping. Um, so I think we've talked about Denise Duffield Thomas before. Yes. She does um, what I really, she, she could be really annoying to me. Um, all of these, all of these people who talk about like manifesting more can be really, irksome to me if they don't acknowledge that there is actual systemic inequality in so many different ways in the world. Once they acknowledge it, that's fine. Um, And once I remember to acknowledge that, it's fine. But what Denise always talks about manifesting on her podcast is because that word just is, it's like the it's like other words to me, just like, I don't, I just want to close up or punch somebody, but manifest, as she always points out, just means to make real, means to make real. And what we have in this life that we live is the ability just to go, oh, I, I'd like to make some more money. How will I do that? What actions can I take to do that? And I feel like we are so lucky in that. When I worked 911 and I was only a 911 worker, worker, just working at the fire station, I couldn't say, well, I did say because I was an entrepreneur always, but like, how can I make more money at 911? I cannot. I can work, you know, more overtime. That's it. But in this job, we just get to go, oh, what, what product can I make? What book can I write? What service can I offer um, to make that real? Mm-hmm. Um, I also did the one I need to make per day. And it's it's hilarious that we're on the exact same page. And I And that's one of the reasons for the Shopify store, because I feel like I can affect it more from there. But I also need to play with ads. I need to play with covers. Do you know who is a graphic designer and an art graphic artist? Is my wife. No. <laughs> oh my god! 
She doesn't even know what's going to hit her. Oh, Honestly, she, has she does. She does not. Because the thing is, she doesn't oh. know how to make a book cover, but I know how to make a book cover and I know what looks good. Well, actually, I don't know what looks good. I know it looks okay. And she knows what looks good. And she's superb at genre stuff. So um, we're talking new covers. We're talking playing with KU in and out because I have my assistant and he does so much for me. And I love Edward, but I can't utilize, I can't afford to pay him to do these hundreds of hours of things that I need to get or I want to get done to make more money. And, you know, the budget just isn't there. So I don't have, I, I have a limitless budget in the woman who is sleeping down the hall. <laughs> there's, there's so many things, so many like processes that she could manage as well. Like translations, for example, like there are so many people making so much fucking money in Germany right now. And like, actually, you know, even if you had DPL do the translation and then you paid two lots of editors, that is a whole task and finish project that she could like execute on and then run the ads for you like it's there's just it uh, uh, I mean like I'm kind of jealous <laughs> but also like it is a terrifying prospect to have to work with my wife in the company because I mean trying prospect to like do the dishes with Lala because like like you know I will I will try to take over she's she just constant the thing is that's really great about her is that she never lets me get away with shit she'll stop in her tracks and she'll say are you actually telling me how to rinse this dish are you actually do you actually think you have a better way and in my brain I'm like okay but I do and then my my better higher brain goes oh it doesn't actually matter her way does work the dish gets clean it's not as it's not as beautiful and systematized <laughs> as mine is, but back the fuck up. So that is my going to be my number one concern. And in like one yeah. month, well, no, in one month, we will just be getting back from our trip. So you won't know yet. But um, in two months, it'll either be amazing or, you know, I'll be sleeping. That is going to be. Can I suggest that you maybe like you suggest go everything. to Ellie and like oh, just get some like yes. just in t- like. Yeah. With Lala's strengths, maybe, and your yeah, yeah. strengths. And like, end. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just be like, how do I? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's what I would do if it was me. I I'd think be that's like, it. fix everything. I've been, I've been, I've been meaning to reach out to her. I said this last time. Um, and I didn't. So I will do that. I'll book, I'll book a I'll book a seshi sesh with Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So um, by the time we talk again, I will have um gotten closer to finishing the revision on the New Zealand book, which is right now called Unstuck. Do you like that? Mm, Unstuck, yeah. uh, leaving America in search of happiness or something like that. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah. And then it keeps, it keeps changing. But uh, what about you? I, please, the gods who will listen have finished book three <laughs> and uh, a mini masterclass. <gasps> Fantastic. Yeah, I hope so. unless I get dragged out actions. of the country. Yeah. 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 What is it? What does a mini masterclass look like to you? Like hour, sub, sub an hour, 30 minutes? Sub three, I would say, because a lot sub of my classes hours. are two. A lot of my classes are two. So I think it. Oh, yeah. so a mini masterclass is bigger because it's a masterclass, but it's. A mini masterclass is smaller. A masterclass is bigger. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know. Basically, I've got to go and look at what I've got. All None of my classes are less. None of the slide decks that I have are less than an hour. Some of them yeah. are more. Um, and I would like to make premium, mid, and mini. So yeah. I want a range of options. Fabulous. Yeah. So I want a small, at least one thing done by the end of the month. That's what don't I forget want. The, one don't thing forget done. the editing always takes longer than we think it will. Yeah. Stupid. 
It's easy to record these things. The editing is what gets in our way. Mm. Okay. So those, but those are great, fantastic goals. Oh, I can't wait to hear how we both go. I hope you have an amazing trip. Oh, thank you. And welcome home to everything. Welcome welcome back to your office. All right. Bye, my love. Bye. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review.